0: Welcome to the Underscore Transformation podcast. My name's Jason West. And my name is Joe Wales. And together we're the founders of Underscore. In season two of this podcast series, we're focusing on implementation and the challenges that surround making changes to policies, processes, systems, and team structures. If you'd like to know more about scoping a transformation program, please take a listen to season one. In today's episode, we're focusing on some of the more technical elements of transformation, and that's integrations and reporting. This can be a challenging topic for functional leaders that are new to systems implementation. So we'll be taking a first principles approach to our discussion today. So Joe, you're never one to shy away (laughs) from a conversation about integrations. Uh, So what do our listeners need to know? What's an integration and what on earth has it got to do with reporting?
1: Gosh, you're making me sound like a little bit of a geek here. Uh, I am quite passionate about this because actually one of the reasons these this is so so important is um, the the impact it has on on the overall program, on your overall success of the program, yeah, and the, the overall
0: all, success of the function yeah. once uh, the program's rolled off and uh, kind of yeah, gone into the absolutely. distance.
1: Absolutely, it's so so critical, um, and many organisations probably don't pay enough attention to to integrations and reporting. Um, early on, but but to, to answer your question, um, what's the difference between an integration and a reporting? I mean, I am not a technical <laughs> geek, uh, just just putting it out there. But we'll having, let our listeners decide. Yeah, having done a few of these, I sort of can take a stab at it. Both are about transmitting data. Yeah. Um, an integration is um, point to point. It's something that is, is is transmitting data that updates um, a separate system. Yeah, so it's computers talking to computers. Yes. Yeah. Um, with hopefully a bit of a human in between p- p- creating some sort of logic in terms of what data needs to go across from one system to another. Yeah. Um, and reporting um, is uh, data that's presented to a human. It's um, something that's probably used in an organization. Um, and it, sometimes those reports can be used as well to update other systems. But mm. the point is that you're delivering a piece of data to someone for that someone to do something with. Yes, yeah. So yeah, um, and... In all cases, in both cases actually, uh, whether it's integration or integration or uh, a report, um, you need to be very, very clear in terms of what data is required, yeah. um, what's it going to be used particularly in the context of GDPR and data protection and so on and so forth. It's, yes. It, this has become, this become, has become much, much more important than perhaps it had been in years gone by. Yeah, so how are you using it? Why are you using yeah. It? Okay. it? Yeah, who's seeing it, who has access to it, et cetera, et cetera. Be a have, have real clear rationale as to why that destination system needs whatever data it needs from, from the system of origin, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then there's all the technical stuff about formatting and making sure that you're very, very clear in terms of this, in your specification about about you know the the, the formatting needed in a destination system. Um, and uh, how frequently do you need to send it? These are some of the very, very basic yeah. questions you need to ask um, at the very outset. And then, of course, as you start going into more and more detail later on in your design, it might become a little bit more complicated.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. we'll, we'll keep it high level for now. Yes. Um, so we've defined some terms. Um, so integration's a way of transmitting data from computer to computer and reporting a means of transmitting data to people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So with those terms defined, Mm. let's talk about integrations first and Mm. then we'll get on to reporting. So for somebody that's leading a transformation program or perhaps sponsoring a Mm. transformation program, what are the kind of key things they need to know about integrations at at the get-go? If we define from the get-go, from the get-go is way before
1: you sign sign a contract. You really need to have understood uh, in when you're scoping out the transformation and you're trying to push in a system what's this who's what's this system going to talk to who is mm-hmm. it going to talk to you've got to have um clarity around that yeah. um, so you,
0: you should have a set of assumptions that you've made during the scoping phase about what this what this yeah. new system is going to do and it, w- which system other systems it's going to talk to yeah the functionality you're going to bring in what legacy systems are you going to replace
1: yeah. um what um um, what systems the system that is going to replace what does our system talk to right now are you yeah. creating a new set of data structures as a result of your um, new system coming in that actually needs to talk to a system that he hasn't spoken to the legacy system didn't speak to before theres yeah. all that sort of stuff that you really really need to, to have nailed down yes yeah. um, involving involving the IT function and in, in, in this space is really really important systems architects data architects Yeah. Um, Making sure that you've got your master data set up and we'll probably touch on master data a little bit later on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because that's, again, that's a really, really important um, um, assumption, that, not assumption, but decision that you need to make, uh, which is, you know, where's your data going to be mastered, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then there's a whole load of technical stuff as well around, um, you know, is... What um, are you going to have Middle middleware, hardware? How's, yeah. how's the data going to get transformed from one system to another? I mean, it's really, really complex stuff. And you, you, the point here is you cannot allow... This to be an
0: afterthought in your program. Yeah, you'll be carrying a <laughs> massive amount of risk if you start implementation and you're still figuring out. Your technical team's still yeah. figuring out. Okay, are we are we going to? Is this system going to talk to that one? Is yeah. there going to be a bit of middleware in between? You know, the the costs will just escalate rapidly if if that isn't fully scoped out before you start implementation. Yeah, you
1: can have absolutely. I mean, you know, things will iterate, right? Through your through through your implementation. But what it shouldn't be, it shouldn't it shouldn't have, it shouldn't be a surprise that you need to integrate to another system during your project. Yes. Yeah. It shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. Yeah. Um, if there's data sets that, um, you know, because your new system of record that you're sending data from to doesn't have a particular data set that that other system requires, okay, you need to find a solution for it, right? Yeah. Um, But what it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be, oh, wow, we need to integrate into that system over there? I hadn't thought about that. Let's now start scoping out the design of it whilst you're making a whole bunch of decisions around how's your Tom going to work? How's your processes going Mm. to work? How's your data going to be handled? Because all of those decisions you might have already made during an earlier phase of your implementation
0: yes, yeah,
1: and uh, an integration requirement comes along that might impact on some of those design decisions you've made
0: and you really don't want to be doing that. Yeah, and that in fact that often happens, doesn't it? You know, you've uh, done your best during scoping to engage uh, across as many people as you can to mm. gather their requirements and understand what their wants and needs are. But when you actually kick off one of these programs, then it's not unusual for people to come out of the woodwork and go, oh, yeah. that new ERP you're putting in, that new HCM system, it would be great if you could store this information. I just need to pass it across to you. Yeah. And and there's a really good reason for doing it. And you yeah. look at it and you go, actually, yeah, that would yeah. add a massive yeah. amount of value. Yeah. you just got to be careful. Know. Do you want to put that into your phase one, go live, and add a new integration? Mm. Sometimes you may, and yeah, it might be a really good critical, reason to do it. Could, yeah. um, but wherever possible, try not to do mm. that. Just that. do it, but not. In your first phase, get it get it up and running after you've gone live, and everything's embedded in. It's just adding additional integrations during during implementation is a risky business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, scope
1: it out during the during the scoping phase, and you've already mentioned in our intro about listening to season one. Uh, and when we talk about this already in season one, which is getting um, getting your assumptions right. Yeah, do the groundwork. Before you get the again the system integrator in a room, because guess what, uh, a new integration is additional cost. Yes. They hadn't been scoped out before. They hadn't uh, they hadn't been included in the statement of work. There hadn't been included in the contract of deliverables from from the system integrator. So it's going to add additional cost. Yeah, yeah. it's something that you hadn't planned for in terms of your resources, in terms of technical resources to do the, to do the build, to do the testing, etc., etc., etc. It surprises like that are. Um, reasons why projects get derailed so it is um, really really important that
0: there are no surprises (laughs) yes yeah because this is one of the riskiest areas anyway it's one of the highest areas scope creep
1: in integrations is 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 definitely up there um, with one of the you know the main reasons for 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 changing scope of of projects actually sometimes that you know taking taking integrations out of scope as well because it becomes uh, a little bit too difficult yes yeah um, and i've seen i've seen um projects where um you know integrations have been taken out of scope but they were so fundamental to a business case being achieved right mm. so it's like well why are you taking that integration out of scope because you're going to get so much value out of it okay it yeah. might be complicated to deliver but you shouldn't really be um when you're taking putting integrations into scope and taking them out of scope it needs to be really really Carefully thought through.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think you said you tend to get that where you've got a very technical project manager that's yeah. just looking at their world of, yeah. the, you know, there's just lots of technical risk about getting this live without it being fully tested and all those, you know, sort of very sensible yeah. things. But because they're technical, they don't understand the operational impact of taking this particular integration yeah. out of scope. And now you've got dual King and yeah. Yeah, yeah. you've got all of that sort of
1: all of that to 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 deal with. How are you going to keep two systems data synchronized? Yeah. Um you know, and, and integrations play a vital role in that. Yes. Um, yeah. So so putting integrations into scope are equally are as bad as taking integrations sometimes out
0: of scope. Absolutely. Um, and you know, sort of the, I think this is where the governance structure of your mm-hmm. program comes in, and surprisingly enough, we've talked about governance yeah. before, we'll talk about it again, but uh, it, it's you need these multiple lenses as you look mm. at uh, any one issue, so it's fine for a technical project manager to make a, a, an impassioned argument for pulling a, an integration out of mm. scope, but you need a a program manager sat above that you need a transformation leader sat above that you need you know the mm. the sponsor being really clear about well actually this is the benefit that we need to deliver to the mm. business and to to look at it through those different lenses mm. so so whilst it might be a good technical argument it's actually the wrong thing to yeah, do absolutely. for the business
1: yeah yeah
0: so the other area where um technical project managers can um, uh, present perhaps a slightly over-optimistic approach to Mm. their state of readiness of (laughs) of their various integrations. Um, And that can be a bit of a challenge for a, uh, a, a transformation lead that's new to the role or a sponsor that hasn't perhaps, you know, uh, sponsored a major uh, system integration or system implementation mm-hmm. before. So what are those kind of uh, key questions that you you can ask to make sure that your integrations are really ready? Has it been designed? <laughs> has, it yes. be, has it been
1: built? Yeah. Um, has it been fully tested? Yeah. Um, you know, give me evidence of of the tests that we've executed. What scenarios, what test what test scenarios have we pushed through the integrations. Yeah. If you if if you're starting to hear quite close to the to a go live, and it might be two or three months away, you know, that's quite close to a go live, right? It's not it, it, close to a go live is the next week. Close yeah. to a go live is two to three months. Mm-hmm. Um and if you start to hear things like, well, the integration's gonna be built next week or the week after, um you start to question whether you've got enough time to put the data to put date enough data through to do all of the testing that you need to do because a, a lot of this, a lot of these integrations rely on data being processed in a certain way, right? Yeah. So if you've got a you know a, a purchase order or a account or an invoice, this you you, requ- you need those invoices to be processed in a certain way to give you the data that you need to end up in a you know. A different financial accounting system, for instance, I don't know. So you, you need to to give yourself enough time to put an awful lot of processes through. And and if you're starting to hear that, uh, well, the integration is not, you know, is nearly ready, mm-hmm. two or three months away, I would I would start to become a little bit nervous.
0: So what what's a sensible sort of time frame then um, to to build, test, or design, build and test uh, an integration?
1: Um, I mean, obviously, it's how long's a piece of string. Yeah. It depends on the complexity, but um, but you you're going to have different iterations of it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get this thing right first time. Yeah, so you're going to come up with um, with issues, either data issues, the formatting, and the way the system is processing, and some transactional data. Yeah, that's not um, easily transportable or to to a different system. Uh, or not easily transportable in a way that that destination system expects it. So you've got to to account for all of these sort of nuances that you're going to get. Um, And then the other thing is um, making sure that you've got things like your development environments ready to test these integrations. Mm -hmm. Very often um, it becomes a bit of a surprise that we need to, to test integrations yes um and uh, there are no systems no development systems of that destination system to test it in yes
0: yeah um
1: so it it does um it, it does present um an awful lot of problems uh and issues um and many many projects um i've 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 seen have um have pushed our integrations to the right you know post go live when they and that gives gives you no end of issues. Yeah, in trying yeah. to sort
0: of, as, as I said before, trying to synchronize, keep two systems synchronized. So you you mentioned yeah. um, test environments um, of of kind of downstream systems. So this is a a, a copy of that 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 uh, operational system uh, in a test environment that yeah. you can then uh, link your integration from your. Uh, development uh, uh, environment of your new system into that test mm. system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the other thing that you touched on was was design, um, and I, I think it's really important mm. just to kind of focus on this a little bit here. So, um, what are the kind of the key things that a sponsor or a transformation lead wants to reassure themselves around the design? Uh, what are those questions they should be asking uh, to to make sure that the the design is in a good shape? First of all.
1: Make sure that you've got a technical architect working on your project that understands um, the, des- the design of these integrations mm. and-, and ask the technical architect, um, okay, how ready are we? Where yeah. are we with the design? Yes. Where are we with the uh, the data? How is data being mastered? Again, another point of, of um, another critical point for integrations is qu- data quality. Yeah. Okay, so what's the quality of our data in our? Um, in our legacy system that we're moving across into our new system that's now going to be used to push data out to to other destination systems, right? So really, really um, question that yeah. data quality, readiness. Um, in where are you in a, in a, in in the plan? Um, how far away are you from go live? Yeah. And if it's two or three months, and if you're still in design in in design mode, and you're not yet testing, if you're still trying to figure out what are the, the the um, the specification should be be worried.
0: Yes, because yeah. at
1: that point, at this point, two or three months out, which is not not a long time away, you should really start. Uh, the sponsor should start to feel comfortable that we're in test mode of integrations yeah. now
0: you you touched yeah. on something there around master data yeah. management it's something that gets spoken about a lot yes. um, and and it's not actually all that well understood mm. so it'd be good to get a bit of a a, a 30 second overview of master data yeah. management
1: i mean i'm not i'm starting to sound like a technical geek but i am not <laughs> i promise you i've just done enough of these projects to sort of get a vague idea of, of, yeah. of what this is but um for me it's uh it's a it's, a, it's Quite simple. I mean, there's an awful lot of master data management sort of specialists out there with uh, with lots and lots of big. Please, please write in. Yeah.
0: as Joe get this?
1: <laughs> yeah. If I if I get this wrong, please don't <laughs> slam me for it. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, sim- simplistically, uh, and I am going to get slammed for this. But simplistically, it's uh, where's data mastered? Yeah. And make sure that you've got the definition of that data set well articulated. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you've got things categorized. Make sure that you've got your data security tied into it as well. Um, and that's for, for my simple, my, my simple layman's terms, that's 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 what master data management. And when means we say mastered, we mean where is it? Created? Where it's created. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's created. Where it's the, what's the? Where's, where do I find that one version of the truth that I need to get at? Yeah. Um, if you've got headcount being mastered in two separate systems. Yeah. guess what's going to happen? You're going to have to do um, check both of those systems to get to the one version of the truth.
0: Yes, yeah, and uh, if you've got part numbers, the, yeah. you're really clear on which system is creating those part numbers and yeah. uh, the format of them, and is it the same across all, all different systems and all yeah. that sort of good fun stuff. Oh,
1: well, I'm, well, I'm, I
0: cannot wait uh, to get Please, please. Don't, don't start talking about master data management <laughs> of part numbers. It's, uh, we're going to lose everybody. No, I'm it. not. <laughs> Okay, so um, your, your design—you're pretty confident. You, your your enterprise architect's been involved mm. uh, in in uh, the overall design. Um, where you you touched on that, you know, if it's two to three months out, and and uh, you know the integration still have not been built, uh, mm. if if you've got a program of say twelve months, uh, mm. you're implementing a new system, it's going to take you twelve months. I can see two to three months towards the end of that. That could be really worrying. When when would you expect uh, these integrations to start being built in that kind of twelve month? And, mm. and when when should a sponsor start getting concerned if 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 there's still stuff not, yeah. not progressing? Yeah,
1: I mean um, you can't start doing integrations from day one, yeah. um, because the data set doesn't exist in in the system that you're trying to build yet. Yeah, so you probably need um, you need to to, to have your um, integrations well spec'd out. Um, during the very early stages, as soon as a, you know, as soon as a, um, a system integrator is st- standing in front of you um, asking you for specifications, you need to to be able to provide those. Yeah. Um, you then go through a, the initial phases, and especially with cloud technology now, is it's iterative. So you have your first prototype, um, and um, where you are starting to build to push some of your uh, data into that prototype, and you start to make some design decisions around process. After that, at that point, you should start to build your integrations. Once yeah. you've got some data set in there, you should start to build your integrations quite early on. So maybe two or three months in, your some of the you know the first iteration of your integrations would, would be built. So then it gives you a good sort of runway of, of four or five months yeah. to test some of this yes, some of this yeah. complicated stuff. Um, so um, make sure that you've got your Test systems like we talked about before, you know, yeah. make sure that you've got, okay, you can create the integration, but then how do I send it? Where do I send it to to that destination system? You know, who, who owns
0: with? that destination system? Have you identified the yeah. owners of all these systems that you're integrating with internally? Have spoken to the supplier?
1: I, yes, you, yeah. It's all of these things. Well, There's an element of you, you need to get your um, yourself into a state of readiness before you start. Getting head down into into designing integration, um, in designing integrations. You need to have done quite a lot of groundwork prior to that. So during that initial phase where you've got your first iteration, your first prototype being built, use that time. Integration leads or systems architects, etc., to make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row. Yeah, all the destination systems that you need to integrate with are. Are expecting that data set to be sent across? Yes. And yeah. into what systems, etc. Use that time to, to prepare, and then once you've done your first set of uh, of integrations, then you're,
0: you're you're really ready to sort of kick some some testing off. Yeah. So if uh, you know it, you. Before you start uh, talking to them mm. about this uh, this level of detail, um, hopefully they're aware that this program is happening. You've involved them in any kickoff meetings. That yeah, where, when you when you look at those target systems that you're looking to, to mm. link up with, you've identified not just the person in IT that owns that system, mm. but also the business owner, the person in procurement or finance or mm. sales or whoever you're you're linking in with. You've got that business owner mm. engaged in the program. And you've really thought about how you're going to involve them in your governance structure, mm. because they're going to have to sign some stuff off. You'd mm. hope mm. before you push an integration yeah. live. It's barbie or go no yeah. go, really, isn't it? It's yeah, absolutely. Fun. You've, yeah, it's, you've it's, got to have thought that yeah, through. Yeah. Um, so uh, as a sponsor, just making sure that those sorts of things have been thought about and uh, and, and documented, and and uh, you know you're confident that um, uh, you're getting the right sort of answers back. So on that timeline piece, Mm. if you're not getting satisfactory answers to these sort of questions and you've already started designing the Mm. detail of new systems and new processes, you should be concerned, really. Yeah, yeah. Integrations rely on data
1: being processed. If you have not done that sort of integration design in conjunction with, you know, the the processes that you're designing, Mm.
0: you're going to carry some risk. Yeah, so including your your system architect and your integrations lead in those process design workshops are yeah. absolutely key. Because this this is
1: end you're designing an end to end process, aren't you? It's yeah. not just designing the functionality within whatever system you're building or you're designing end-to-end process, so yes, yeah. how data is and and sometimes you know data can travel between two or three systems. Yeah, yeah,
0: I can actually think of a a, a, a project that we went in to have a yeah. have a look at and mm. help help turn around, and yeah, that the IT function and the system architects had been deliberately kept out mm. of of process design workshops yeah. so those those uh, system yeah. design workshops it was not a good outcome. No, no. You know, you've got this is an integrated program team that you need to deliver this. This isn't one function going off and doing its own thing. If if you don't have your IT function fully integrated into your yeah. program team, you will ha- have problems.
1: Many many projects might actually take a simplistic view that well, I'll just replace whatever integration we have today with a new set of uh, a new integration from the new system. Yeah. Um, well, Data is going to be processed differently. Um, The data will be different. We talked about master data management just a second ago. Um, That's going to be different. It's going to be cataloged differently. The security model around the new system will be different. So you can't take a simplistic view of okay, today I provide this data set on a Monday that has these sets of like five or six data values, and I'll just push that again, again from my 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 new system of record that's coming in. don't be, don't take a simplistic view of that because actually there's bigger opportunity potentially to optimize your end-to-end process
0: further. Yeah, if you take a more holistic view of your design. Yes, yeah. So we're not saying that won't work. It will work if you say we're we're going to replicate that that inter- integration. You're going to get the data in exactly the same format, exactly the same frequency. It's just it's a missed opportunity, isn't it? It you, is. You could. Fundamentally redesign that that end to end process, so it, yeah, it, it, life it, is better in the yeah exactly in, in long the long run. And yeah. and
1: if, if your business case is, you know, if there are some conditions on your business case that you're going to optimize, you're going to simplify your your, your processes and integrations play a key role in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, and if the answer is, after you've done the review, after the systems architects have been involved, and not kept in a dark, not kept in a dark, if the systems architects, data architects have been involved, and everyone thinks that that's the most sensible thing to do is to just do a lift and shift, absolutely
0: do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, but consider the, uh, yeah. making some it has improvements. It yeah. has to
1: be an informed decision.
0: Yes, yeah. You're listening to the underscore transformation podcast. To download our transformation checklists, please visit underscore hyphen forward slash insights. So we, we've got our integrations, you know, well designed. They're fully spec'd out. The technical team are well on their way to getting them built. We can we can just park that for a minute. Yeah. Let's let's focus on reporting. Mm. Um, so, what is the link between integrations and reporting? First up.
1: Well, integrations are, are complex beasts. Um, you're um, pushing data from one system to another. Um, reports are sometimes probably a little bit more a bit cheaper to to produce, mm. um, and and probably a little bit a, a lot more flexible as well. Yeah. Um, many um, many or, or many projects actually confuse the two. Mm-hmm. They, they they receive a, a monthly. Costing report that they think is an integration—that's no, just a report. Yeah. Uh, you know, you might be updating a, a, a system, maybe through keying or dual keying or whatever, with that data set, but that's just a, re, a report. Um, the 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 other thing to consider around reporting, actually, if we step away from integrations now, if we think about reporting, is what are those operational reports you need to effectively run that function mm. or that process. Um, making sure that you're being compliant, that the policy that you've designed is is being adhered to, the processes that you're executing through the technology, um, reporting is really really important, and the amount of projects that I go into um, or to 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 to, to review, mm-hmm. um, and, and they're not considering reporting at the very outset. Yes. They, reporting is a, a real afterthought. Yeah, yeah. Um, because of the idea that the, these new cloud systems come with out of the box reports with thousands of reports surely there's one in there that it's that we can use. Yeah. They may well be, but you need to document it. You need to understand what to create your reporting strategy right up front.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Um, Because actually one of the other things it will do, it might fundamentally change the way you design your processes Mm -hmm. or the way you structure the data sets within the system.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. If you haven't started from that, well, what are the decisions that we need to make? Who's going to be making those decisions? What information are they going to need to make a well-informed decision? And then... What format do they need? How frequently yeah. do they need it? You know, it's very similar, as we said at the start, to the integrations piece. It's just it's that human element yeah. of it, because it, it
1: drives security, right? Again, it's like if you if you expect your exec to make a set of decisions on some financial data, procurement data, HR data, um, they need to be able to see it in a way in which they expect to see it to make those solid key business decisions, because that's been the premise of your business case. Yes, yeah, right? if the business case has been probably built on a fact that we are now going to be a data driven we're going to have data driven decision making yes yeah and and if all you if you don't think about that right up front you end up with a system that's just purely a transactional system that's processing data that may at the end give you out some dashboards but it's probably not
0: what you envisaged when you're creating the case for change at the very outset yes yeah and we've seen it on more than one occasion where You've made a, a, an assumption going in that people are going to be making these great data-driven decisions and because that design work around the reporting hasn't been done, mm. a fundamental data set just wasn't put into the built. new system. Yeah. Or a security model hadn't been thought through to yeah, allow so the, see the, the
1: individuals to see the data that they need to see. Yes, the yeah. processes haven't been built to actually transact the data in in a way that enables those Reports to be created and presented in the way they need to be presented. There's an awful lot of thinking that needs to go into
0: reporting at the very beginning of the project. Yeah, yeah. So you've got those kind of strategic reports, those business reports. So actually understanding well what 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 is the probably mm. very large number of reports that we produce today from our current systems and and doing a bit of an audit on that and understanding well we've mm. probably got 15 different versions of the same thing and they're all slightly different colors and slightly different uh, columns in slightly different order uh, because that's just what happens mm. over time as things things just kind of get built yeah um so you need to kind of understand what what the requirements are today um you've touched on operational reports mm. around how is how's is, you know how are we are actually delivering our processes but what what are the other things that you need to consider when when you're we're looking at reporting
1: uh data quality yeah you you're going to have an enhanced data set in the new system that you're putting in that you didn't have in your legacy system before yeah whatever data quality reporting you had before that was appropriate to the system that you had before it's not going to be appropriate to the system that you know, you're now going to
0: have because
1: yeah. it's a fundamentally different new sets of data.
0: Well, especially if, and I would yeah. assume this would be the yeah. case in most business cases, you've assumed you're going from a heavily centralised data entry to a broader data entry yeah. through self-service absolutely, in some way. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Uh, if, uh, if you haven't really thought through... yeah. Um, the 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 restrictions you're putting on the way people are entering data into your system, there's a good chance you're going to go from something that actually potentially had quite a high quality of data because it was a well-trained, mm. centralised team that input data and they mm. knew all the nuances of, of this kind of funky old system mm. that you had, through to today, yeah. you've just gone live with a brand new system that works completely differently. Yeah. Um, but you've pushed a lot of that data entry from a centralised team out into yeah, yeah. the wider function or out into the business. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can expect your data quality to actually decrease. Yeah, uh, initially. Uh, and yeah. there's a good chance it will there's a very good chance it will yeah uh, no matter how much training you do no matter how much structure you put mm. around it uh, it it's not possible to know everything yeah um so you you might find that if you uh, that you need to start uh, you know, over time adding in kind of mandatory fields uh, input masks on data Yeah, dates, I mean, that Th- think think of that right up front from in your
1: design if you've not thought through that upfront and you end up with okay we've now gone live and our data's in the right state yeah it's not a good place to be um so think think through that uh, as you're processing you know as you said as you're processing that data set what are the critical data points we need to make sure that they're right Uh, but don't 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 overcomplicate it either there's a there's a balance here i've seen i've seen some cases people getting a little bit sort of too fascinated with um with things that are sometimes quite simple Um, yeah so that that's you know that's it, it just, just be, sen- just have a sensible approach to to making sure that the user experience is is, is right, yeah. uh, and not complex, not burdensome with with lots of lots of rules. And and then the more rules you build into a system, the more complex it is to to maintain it. Yeah, right. so yeah. it
0: has to be a, a balanced uh, decision. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I think the the important thing is is as you say, design it as much as you can up front, yeah. but. You, you really cannot design for everything. No. You need to have those data quality reports, operational reports, audit reports to uh, compliance reports to make yeah. sure that once you are live, you can see how the system's actually being used out in the wild. Yeah. You need to review them regularly and uptake the design of the system in, in real time mm. to get you to the position where you want to be, which in most cases is um, a, a devolved reporting mm. capability yeah. out with the people that are making the decisions mm. um, so they make the best possible informed decisions mm. that they can Absolutely. and for them to do that they need good quality data they need data in the right format when they're making mm. the decision that they trust
1: yeah
0: uh, and that takes time yes yeah
1: i mean and we talked a little bit about integrations actually um you don't. You don't want to compromise the quality of the data that ends up in a different destination system. Yeah. Right. So um, you've gone from a from a world like you said before, where everything's centralized, everything's controlled, the data entry is is is, is executed in a controlled way by a centralized team. Now it's in the wild, wild west with everybody um, having access to their own sort of um, self service and so on. Um not only are you compromising the data quality within the system in which these individuals are transacting their processes, but actually you're potentially compromising the downstream, downstream yes. systems that you've integrated with, that you spend yeah. forever creating these complex integrations um, to in- push data from one system to another. Yeah,
0: just <laughs> fill them up with loads of garbage in yeah. a really effective and now, an all, efficient and all, way.
1: And now all of a sudden you've got a whole bunch of enterprise-wide systems they're totally knackered. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So data quality, data structure, reporting, audit, governance, all of that. Think through all of these points right up front.
0: Yeah. And I think the 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 point to leave people on is mm. really that um, you know, on from a reporting standpoint. You're going to build as much as you possibly can uh, for, uh, on day one mm. when you go live. Uh, and that's going to be as well designed as it possibly can be. But the reality is that your brand new shiny system hasn't got much data in it. Yeah. You um, have to wait a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So that business case that that, that you put together that said mm. we're going to make these wonderful data-driven decisions mm. that we're we're going to get better outcomes because of it and all the the financials that are going to flow from that. It'll take time. It will take time.
1: It will. And uh yeah, we we don't like seeing business cases that expect um, immediate ROI on day 1 as soon as you go live we start getting benefit from it. No, you don't. Yeah. You need you need a good amount of time to
0: have Leg, you know, data being passed through. Yeah, yeah. So if you, oh. uh, and that's probably one of the the, oh. the questions that that you need to ask as a, a sponsor and a transformation leader is what what is our strategy and our plan post co life. Mm. You know, as we've said on many occasions day one is is the beginning you know go live is is mm. is the beginning of, of, of the change it's not the end of it yeah. it's not the delivery of really anything that's just when the change starts um so yeah being really clear on what is that plan how are we going to uh, roll out new reporting new functionality how do we get to those kind of predictive analytics that everybody's mm. very excited about how do mm. we get to machine learning yeah uh, you know machine learning is complete you know, waste of time if it's based on a, a messy data set. Then, yeah. You know, you're going to get some very, very bad outcomes mm. uh, if that's the case. And that has been yeah. I mean, imagine imagine
1: um, CEOs and COOs and CFOs etc. making strategic decisions on on poor quality data. Poor quality data is is not and uh, not 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 a good place to be in really.
0: Yeah.
1: And you don't want people to sort of um, again CEOs and you know or, or CEOs. You don't want the exec to be uh, questioning. Whether they're making solid business decisions on the data that's being presented in front of in front of them, yeah. yeah. So you need to have your robust processes and practices built in as you're building your project, as you're implementing. Put those practices straight into the program from the outset to give everybody confidence that actually the everything within the system, the integrations are working, the data is good quality. People can see what they're allowed to see. Actually, one of the things we didn't talk about too much is is around data security. Mm-hmm. And pay, pay pay a lot more attention to that than perhaps you had done before. Um, and one of the key key things to consider here is, you know, destination. I've got I've, I've built an amazing security model in the system that I'm implementing today. Yes, I'm now pushing data to a different system. Be, 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 uh, ask the question: Who can see the data that I'm sending across to that system?
0: Yes. What yeah. security
1: model does that system have? Yeah. Because if you've been really sort of careful and thought through. You know, I, I don't want people to see X, Y, and Z, and all of a sudden it goes through on an integration, and those individuals can see X, Y, and Z in that destination system. It's not a good place to be. So, get your system architect, whoever's doing that design, to to describe to you as a sponsor, you know, who can see what data across all of our systems. Yeah. And nowadays, with with um, you know, data privacy le- legislation changing all the time, is more and more relevant.
0: Yeah. So we've we, we've um, skimmed over a very very big topic here, yeah. and uh, I'm sure we'll do a, a dedicated uh, podcast uh, later on uh, on one on integrations mm. and another on reporting because they're, they're both actually really mm. big topics in their own right. But just as a bit of a recap, we've. Uh, We've uh, started off with some definitions. What, what is an integration and what is a report? Um, we, we described that master data management that I am going to get slammed for. <laughs> yeah, we're that, yeah, I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. So uh, all of you data architects, um, you can contact yeah. Joe via LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just let, let him know where he's gone wrong look, on that one. I look forward to having to change my profile <laughs> on the back of this. <laughs> they are militant, aren't
1: they? Yeah. Yes, well, very passionate about about it, and yeah, uh, we're probably under, so. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We probably we probably undermined it somewhat.
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Um, we, we, we've talked about uh, the things to watch out for in terms of uh, you know, the 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 design, the build of integrations, the the timing on that, and some of those kind of key questions that you can ask as a sponsor and a transformation lead mm. on 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 getting a degree of comfort that your your integrations are on track. Uh we we've talked a lot about reporting, about uh how to structure your reporting architecture, the different types of reports you need to think about and the real the the real importance of including reporting design right at the very beginning mm. and, and thinking that through very carefully. But also a, a dose of realism that in reality uh your business case is predicated on a load of data driven decisions mm. that Aren't going to get made for the first few months, and yeah. maybe even the first year or two, yeah. because you need a, a, a chunk of uh, data to yes. see trends and yeah, to get uh, the insights yeah. you need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, next week we're going to be talking about data, I believe. Wow. Uh, so uh, some a uh, couple of really kind of technical episodes for you and then we'll be kind of back into, um, I think, probably governance and those sorts of things, yeah, really yeah, important yeah. topics when it comes to uh, delivering a successful transformation. So listen in next week um, for our topic on data and thank you again for your thank time.
1: You. Uh, Thanks for listening. We really appreciate your support. So this episode focused on one of 10 critical success factors in a build phase of transformation. If you'd like to be at the front of the queue for next week's episode, please hit the subscribe button. And don't forget to like the show if you found it useful. If you have any questions or opinions you'd like to share, please contact us, Joe Ailes or Jason West on LinkedIn or via our website, underscore hyphen com.